Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 3, Quite a Common Fairy. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the enchanted forest of the present, Neil works with Mulan and Robin Hood to find a way to Henry and Emma in Neverland. Using Robin's son Roland as bait, they call to Pan's shadow and Neil hitches a ride back to Neverland. In the enchanted forest of the past, a newly wed and depressed Regina meets Tinkerbell. Despite orders from Blue, Tinkerbell steals pixie dust and helps Regina find a second chance at love. Regina can't let go of her anger and overcome her fear to meet her true love, so she walks away. Tinkerbell's work was for nothing. She gets caught and loses her wings. In Neverland, Pan tries to win Henry over and make him forget his family. Meanwhile, our heroes go on a hunt for Tinkerbell. Regina attempts to avoid her because of their past, but Tink, who no longer has magic, captures Regina and threatens to kill her. Regina and the heroes convince Tink there's still hope, and she agrees to help them find Pan's camp. Roger, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was okay. There were some parts that I really liked, there were some parts I could have done without, and there were some parts that I was just meh with. Uh, it's I don't like it when they go more than two, and this is another one of the ones that goes above two. It, it isn't bad, it's just, it's a bit too much. I completely agree. It's even, there's... There's technically three places, but we follow way more characters than that. And it's, like, way too much. Like, there's just no cohesion throughout this entire episode. I will say, though, there are some supremely good, like, interpersonal dynamic scenes in this episode. Uh, Excellent acting, specifically from Regina's characters, Tinkerbell and Mulan. Like, really good. I would have been fine if you have gotten rid of rid of either the enchanted forest of the past and show me that in a later episode or simply just get rid of the dark castle portion and show me that in a different episode i think the dark castle portion would have been better suited for another episode um especially because the the mulan stuff felt so rushed in addition to the neil things that were happening and the the like past and present tinkerbell regina stuff felt very important for the episode. those felt like they tied in together better that i would say do the dark castle and you could have been like End of the episode, show us the Dark Castle and goes, Neil's like, I got a plan. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then next episode, we go into all of that. Yeah, you're right. It did feel rushed. Um, I think we should start with it because I have the least amount of notes. What I'm calling the Dark Castle and Chanting sure. Forest of the Present. I Before we dive in there, yeah. I, I do like when they do that. Like when we get two storylines, but it's like the the like teaser at the yes. end is like, like when Neil wakes up in the mm-hmm. Enchanted Forest, you're like, oh, that's cool. Because it's two good stories and then I kind of know one of the yeah. stories next time. So it's like tune in next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wish they did here. And this is kind of the mistake I felt like they made a lot last season, but they didn't do a lot in season one is that we didn't have three concurrent stories. It was yeah. always two. One in the present, one in the past, which I think is a good pace. I agree. All right, Enchanted Forest of the Present slash Dark Castle. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting to me that Neil, who is not like his father, but he definitely gets his Rumpelstiltskin on here when he sees Robin's son and goes, huh. Like, he immediately has a plan right then and there. And it's not like he's trying to put him in danger, but he is putting him in danger. I think he truly believes everything will be fine. Um, sure. But it's a dangerous situation for sure. And this is a small child. He's going to use a four-year-old as bait. And he also manipulates Robin. Yeah, he pulls that debt out. He's like, you're going to fulfill that debt. And he knows that Robin will agree to that based on his like honorable situation. Like, is Neil the next <laughs> dark one? Because 
I mean, and he was masterful. And you could tell he felt bad doing yeah, it. Yeah, like, he did. You could see almost that he was like, I am being my father. But like you said, I don't have another choice. I mm-hmm. can't get to Neverland another way. I don't want to say he was wrong because I don't think he was wrong. He needed to get to Neverland. But it was a ballsy move for someone else's kid to have to be the bait. It totally was. Also, I believe that's all you got to do to summon the shadow. Apparently, you have to look at a window. Sure, and say it. sure. And it has to be a child. <laughs> I wonder if there's an age limit. Can it be a 17-year-old? I mean, Wendy was pretty old. She was not of like a teenage age, like an older teenager. She was probably 12, 13 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Still in the nursery. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, also, Neil, while also being Rumpelstiltskin, decides to be Captain America. <laughs> he just jumps out that fucking window. <laughs> Bad ass. Like, he jumps out and grabs a shadow with one hand and then is able to stay attached while flying. Which, again, no one sees. I also really love the idea of what's happening here. Like, obviously, Neil had this idea as, like, we can call it the shadow. And they they allude to the fact that Mulan is the one that came up with, like, their positioning and, like, the planning. And, like, Mulan, Robin Hood, and the Son of the Dark One are working together. <laughs> like, it just seems so ridiculous. So a soldier, an imp's child, and a thief <laughs> walk into a castle. Yes. Um. Yep, he jumped out a window. Roland is also so stinking cute. He's most kids I find annoying. Annoying. He's pretty adorable. I mean, he barely says anything, so like maybe that's partially why he's cute. But like the way they utilize him, he's just like I believe, and you're like, oh, wow. Please don't take this kid. (laughs) He's also in the um, Jungle Cruise movie with The Rock. That's where I saw him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that movie. Came out way after this, but um, yeah, he's like older, but he has that exact same face shape, still really cute. He looked familiar. That's funny. Um, The other kind of important piece, so that was like one part of the Dark Castle, and Neil essentially is going to Neverland. Then there's the like Neil Mulan conversation, and this is the second time this has happened where Neil is talking about himself, Uh but Aurora is hearing what she wants. I'm sorry, Mulan is hearing what she wants to hear, and is like. That's really good advice. I mean, it is good advice. It is, but it was like she got therapy yeah. from someone who wasn't, he wasn't really trying to like answer your problem. You just were like, you know what? I need to do that as well. Well, and it's, I, I want to sit for a minute with what Neil was actually saying, which is very not, I mean, oh. certainly very not Regina. <laughs> uh, maybe not Rumpelstiltskin as well. He's very much like, yeah, I fucked up. Like this fucked. I don't know. That's pretty Rumpel. Yeah. Like, Rumpel's pretty good. Actually, in this episode, it is very Regina. Like, this is... Yeah, this was a great Regina episode. Um, admitting one's mistakes is something that Regina has always been terrible. I mean, even yeah. in the past, uh, she had my fiancé killed. Like a, like a hit! <laughs> like, she was ten, and she told your mother a secret. She didn't be like, yo, Cora... You gotta kill this motherfucker. I imagine in my mind the way Regina like envisioned it was like Don Snow White was sitting at a table and was like, "Hey, at, at uh, what's his name again? Daniel. Daniel, he's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Make him kiss the ring or he dies." Um, but yeah, I mean, so basically, what he is talking about resonates so well with Mulan that she's like, "I'm gonna leave right now and go tell." And I have to ask you this because I know how I thought. When you initially were watching this, so like first time many, many, many viewings ago, did you think she was going to go talk to Philip? Um, yes, I did. Because I also thought she was going to go talk For to Philip. For a couple of reasons. Um, 
I weird led to believe that in the beginning mm-hmm. of season two that like Aurora is jealous of Mulan. Uh, Philip says I love you when he's leaving, and it's like unclear if he's saying it to Mulan or Aurora. Um, oh, I thought that was very clear. <laughs> uh, and then also, I mean this this episode pre- premiered in twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. and it's a Disney TV show. So at that time, was definitely not expecting. Any same-sex couples. Yep. Um, or illusions towards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I wrote, big reveal? Question <laughs> mark? We don't really ever get to, like, deal with this, so I it's don't know. It's more implied. I wouldn't say it was a big reveal, but if you know, you know the look on her face. Was it was she even so says, sad. When she says no, you went, oh, shit. I think the thing that I have a really hard time with is I... We still don't know anything about Aurora. And it's like, what? Like, what? Why? <laughs> Why, though, Mulan? Why? Why is she in love with her? Yeah. Okay, so there's one thing I've accepted about this show is that apparently you can just fall in love with someone because you look at them. Apparently, you don't actually really need to, like, know them that well. I mean, they went on an adventure together. No, I mean, they were together for a long time. We just didn't get to see a lot of it. Maybe, like, a year? That's a long time. I, I guess. It's not like, and we're like meant to believe this happened much sooner than now because she's already had this conversation with Neil, so she's been having these feelings for a while. Yeah, so I think she's had the feelings. Yeah, you're right. She's had the feelings for a very long time. There we go. Yeah, so it's like Um, three months in. You're like, she's so pretty. I mean, the one thing I will say. I mean, obviously Aurora is very beautiful, um, but she also she's very persistent. Like she does not give up, uh, and she's willing to make a sacrifice, Mm -hmm. uh, which we saw. Like she. Went under the sleeping curse initially to save her kingdom. Whatever. Whatever that means. Wish we could have gotten that story. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't that's, know what the, that's what she said, yeah. Oh. Like, the, at one point she says something like, you're not the only person that knows about sacrifice. And then she, like, talks mm. about that. So I think, like, Maleficent was threatening the kingdom and she, like, went under a sleeping curse to save them. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, she just is so annoying most of the time. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for Mulan, <laughs> there's baby on the way. And Aurora was so happy. Yeah. She, Aurora was so happy to see Mulan, too. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how Mulan thought that that conversation was going to go. Like, oh, Aurora and Philip are married. I know how Mulan thought that conversation was going to go. Let's run away together. Really? Yes. You don't go to someone to tell them I love you so that they go, well, that's nice. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> like, there's that's, she was hoping for like, oh, you love me too, and I've been lying this entire time. Mm. Let's leave the prince, the one that you spent an eternity. The one that both of them actually care about. Like, I mean, like they they care about him. Maybe as a they were gonna go to Philip and propose like the greatest marriage ever. Oh, a thruple. A thruple. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I also, this was not said at all, but I must assume that the Dark Castle and Philip and Aurora's castle are less than a day's ride from each other. I'm going to count this because <laughs> she didn't have a horse. She didn't. And she makes it back to the Merryman's camp by like, it's still nope. the same night. And we know she's not that fast because Snow <laughs> and Emma chased her ass down yes, when she had a true. head start. That is absolutely true. So this might All right, I'm writing it down. I think that's a day's right away. That, that's honestly less than a day's right away. Like, that's a half a day's maybe. Yeah. 
Or maybe there's a time jump that we don't understand. Like, I suppose that could be happening where it's just, but yeah, I'm going to count it. I also really liked Robin's offer to Mulan to join the Merry Men. Yeah. I, <laughs> and the, we, we've never had a woman before, but I hope that that won't stop you. And she yeah. says, I've been in that position before. Yep. Yeah. I think that reminds me of the episode with the sexists in Belle, where she was used to, I think she mentioned Belle, like I've had to fight men yeah. before in this position. Is this the end of Mulan's arc? No, we see her one more time, but it's not really about her. Yeah, like I feel like no more focus on Mulan mm-hmm. after this is the end for her. I don't remember much about Aurora and Philip later either. And there's not a lot. I think this is kind of the end of yeah. the arc too, which is strange because they had a lot of screen time in season two. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is kind of like the conclusion of them. Which, I mean, they were actually less annoying to me this season, but they all, all of them feel very underdeveloped to me. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And I, I think the thing that... Cause the, Mulan's story in this episode actually sort of ties in, especially with like Tinkerbell's story and Regina's like Mulan, she obviously wanted love, but she's also kind of like searching for a home. Yeah. And maybe we're meant to believe that like the Merry Men is that, but now it just feels like a consolation prize because she like didn't get what she wanted with Aurora and then she like decides to stay with them and we don't even ever get to see her like with them. So we don't know if... Yeah. And we must, well... (laughs) <laughs> one must assume that she does not stay with them for long. Yeah. She, <laughs> also, I, I think she was more parallel to Regina in that, like, both of them were afraid of going yeah. to talk to their yes. love. And Mulan gathered the courage, but it burned her, whereas Regina never does, and it burned her. So it was kind of like you're burned either way unless you get lucky. I don't know. Um, well, and we got our other reveal, which is related to the Regina storyline, but we, we learned that Robin is the man with the lion tattoo. Yep, yep. So, what does she say? You can't have true love again, which is an important piece because up until that point... So, what's odd to me, Regina's motivation the entire time has been, um, my true love was killed and nothing will ever make me happy again because that's my only shot. Right? I mean, Yeah. That, and then now we have evidence that before all of the curse stuff happened, you factually knew... There was another opportunity for true love. This like puts into question why she went insane after that because it, you weren't like hopeless at this point. You just decided to choose that path. Yeah, I mean, she gets into it when she's talking with Tinkerbell, but like my anger was all that I had and I was scared to let go of it. Yeah, but like it's only been a year. And I think there's also the fear like, what if it just happens again? What if mommy dearest... Uh, yeah. Isn't her mom gone by now? Yeah, her mom is gone. I mean, not exactly the same I thing. Know. But, like, what if she loses the true love again? What if she loses the true love again? <laughs> that would be a terrible thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just... It, it's it's an odd... I don't want to say retcon, but it's an odd piece of information to gain for someone who is so consumed by rage and, like, basically empty hole in the heart is what we said over and over again but you like literally were looking at the thing that you were told could solve this problem and you just rejected it for really no reason. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, the thing, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about this a few times. We talked about it in the Regina deep dive, which I just listened to. Yeah. But the, um, like, it, Tinkerbell's immediate response to Regina being sad is, oh, well, you need love. 
Um, which I think is true of anyone. Like, Regina currently has no Well, love. it made sense because she was talking about how the king doesn't love her. Right, right. Yeah. But also, like, Regina doesn't have that from anyone. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have any friends. All She's of in a loveless her, her, marriage. I guess her, she still has her father, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> her father who can't seem to stand up to her mother. Actually, and actually, her mom might not be gone. It seemed like she wasn't there, but like I don't. The timing is a little unclear. She seemed. I guess if she started training with Rumple, her mom should be gone. Her mom should be gone by now yeah. because Rumple. That happens like at the beginning yeah. of the training. Um. But yeah, well, we've sort of transitioned into this uh, Regina Tinkerbell piece now. Like I feel like if you were gonna show me this info. This should have been later when more of the darkness had consumed her, where maybe she was too far gone, mm-hmm. which would make sense to me. But she's not far gone yet. She's not. I mean, she's not even the evil queen right now. I mean, she's literally still smiling. She's much closer to the girl who saves Snow White on a horse than she is the woman that we learn to like see and root against. I think they're trying to show you that she's like like we always talk about how Regina is broken. Yeah. And I think that they're trying to show you how she got from this naive young woman to the evil queen. Like, it wasn't just this, like, jump. Because mm-hmm. from the episode that we saw where um, they work with, like, uh, Dr. Frankenstein mm-hmm. and they get the heart. Because I'm I'm assuming that's later. Because that's, like, she started dressing like the evil queen at that point. Oh, that's definitely later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you watch that episode, it kind of feels like... Rumple trains you. It's, it's like working on training you. And then this immediately happens. And then you turn into the evil queen. And I think they're like trying to show us that there was like a lot more time there. Uh, where she was still struggling with like how broken she feels. Like it kind of feels like she's trying to psych herself up to be happy when they're like walking towards the tavern. And I, I don't disagree with you. Like I, I, I do think that it could have been at a different point. But yeah. I, I think they're trying to show you that like. The Regina, even before the she was the evil queen, was broken too. Yeah, I mean, because they've done this about two, three times where it's like, we'll see like a glimpse of the evil queen. Like, even when she's getting married and her theme plays and she's got the, you know, hatred in her eyes. Or after she crushes the heart of the new apprentice and she's like, no, teach me. So it's like, we've seen pieces of it, but this was just, I guess this is just odd placement to me. Like, this was something that... If she's not that far removed from being happy, it shouldn't be some distant memory. It's like there's a thing in Star Wars where they talk about this all the time where someone's like, Lord Vader, we all know that Jedi's are myth and this religion was never real. I'm like, bitch, this happened like 15 years ago. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? Like, we all know about it. Like, I get it 200 years later. Like, this is just some myth and legend we don't believe. But like, bro, like, your dad watched Jedi's fight. Like, shut up. Well, and it's especially weird in Star Wars, not that we need to go on this tangent, yeah. but because, like, I understand in a world like this, most peasants don't yes. see magic. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, true, people that live in the Outer Rim in Star Wars have probably never seen it. Agreed. But they, like, the Jedi were, like, part of the government. Yep. And, like, maybe they never saw them, but to just be like, that's a legend. It's like, no. Like, yeah, I get it. You never saw one, but that existed. Like, you know that the Senate existed. And the discussion was <laughs> being had by the, like, Darth Vader's forces. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader is a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. confusing. Anyway. Um, there was something else. Oh, this, the same episode with Dr. Frankenstein and Daniel. She's also not ready to let go of Daniel. Like, she, if she's going to have hope about something, it's that. She wants hope for Daniel. 
What's interesting, though, is that, like, he... So, I don't get that in this episode, but you do get that later, where she's not ready to let go of Daniel. But here, it actually looks like... She doesn't look, she doesn't talk about Daniel other than had my fiancé killed. She doesn't look like she's grieving over him. She's not, like, pining... I mean, it's not... Like, it's not even the same Regina that we were running to later. It's like, Daniel, she's just accepted he's gone. Mm-hmm. So, it is... It's just... It's kind of, like, out of place as far as, like, the timing of what we know about how Regina went from um, naive little girl to evil queen. Yeah. I... Yeah. It's just, it's just weird. It is very weird. She, we also get another little glimpse of the evil queen in this episode after she, like, doesn't go into the tavern and Tinkerbell meets her in her bedroom and she's just really mean to Tinkerbell. Um, and then she says, don't let the doors catch your wings on the way out. And she makes that Regina smirk. And you're like, oh, there, there you are. There you are. <laughs> Again, we always get that little glimpse of her. Um, there is a part that I want to talk about where Regina, I thought she fell, but Tinker seems to believe she jumped. And Regina says, of course I didn't, how dare you? And then pause and goes, well, but here's to reasons. So it's like, that was an odd conversation. I don't think that she, like, jumped. Like, she could, we watched what happened. She did not jump off of the balcony. Uh-huh. But I think that she d- did not... Like pushing on that railing the way, like repeatedly the way that she did, was not something that someone that uh, has a care for their personal safety would do. I mean, people do that out of anger all the time. You don't expect a railing in a castle to just fall over. It's like a pretty normal thing that people would just be angry and grab something. Like it'd be like if I slammed the door and it fell on me. I wasn't trying to kill myself. I was pissed off. Like <laughs> it's a bit of a different. But it is if often... If you uh, slam the um, vending machine and it falls on you and you die, vending machines kill more people than sharks every year. That's so weird to me because <laughs> vending machines don't fall fast, do they? Like, just move. <laughs> well, if, if you're like... If you're like hugging oh. it because you're trying to get your stuff out... People and, do that? I guess. That's Darwinism. That is trying to kill themselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is interesting to me that you hear Regina kind of talk about the fact that she's... And I said this before. I think I said in the episode where... She kind of puts you on the brave face in your mind where they're going to execute her, and she just doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Like, she's kind of that, a little bit of that, where she's like, I actually really don't care if I die. Like, I'm so miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and even there's an, was it Fruit of the Poisonous Tree, where her dad brings the snakes, and it looks like it's to kill yeah. Regina, but obviously I think we thought that was a ploy. It is just odd that they basically allude to, and this is the second time in 15 episodes that we've had a main character talk about, I just want to die. Yeah. It's just an odd... Uh, I don't know. It's just not something I've really heard from Regina Mutz. Like, this is the first time she seems to not care. I mean, we can talk about it when we get there, but she also rips out her heart and hands it to Tinkerbell. That's different, though. That was not... I don't put that in the same category because I don't want to say it's a bluff, but it was more so like, this is the consequences of this. I don't think it was a bluff. Like, I think she thought it might work, but I also think she thought it might not. (laughs) No, I think she knew for a fact it was going to work. I think she read her well. But we can get there. Um, okay. Why? Why? What was she so afraid of? I actually don't understand that. Like she's she, afraid to be happy. But that's weird to me because she's only been not happy for like a year. Hasn't she that but that's not true though. Like Daniel, she loved Daniel and Daniel made her happy, but her mother made her very unhappy. So like she had very little happiness in her life for a but, short period of but time. But Daniel made her very Yeah, happy. he did. And she... She's still the night, like, she's not bitter, like, she's not even so jaded that she decides to run away with Daniel like she should have. Well, and I think she's afraid, like, it's, 
it's like Emma's walls. Yeah. Like she has built walls and she's afraid that if she lets them down, she doesn't know what will happen. She'll get burned again. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe she'll get burned, but like she also just doesn't like she doesn't know how to be vulnerable anymore. Yeah, I mean like current Regina, that would make a lot of sense to me. Past Regina, this is like not that far away from when you were vulnerable. And I guess maybe that's what it is, that you just like the wind yeah. is still fresh. Um, though it is odd again like you had a like I get in like you know, normal dating world you got divorced it's going to be tough but like you got a magic spell that kind of tells you the answer here I also don't really know I mean this is this does not come up so sure. I don't know if it could even be the reason but like what are they going to do run away who it, like so say she goes in the tower oh I see. <laughs> like she's married to the fucking king like he's going to try to find her as we learned, getting rid of the king is not that difficult. That's true. It's not. Um, we only get a little bit of rumple in this episode at the very beginning with Regina. I did like his roast swan. That's that's amusing. You'll get that later. Rumple is uh, short and sweet here, but I think he has two of the better lines in the episode. Roasted swan. Great uh-huh. one. And then at the end, he says, bring that simmering rage. It's all you have. <laughs> He's always been very good at just smacking down Regina and even though it's not like they're not adversarial he's basically telling her you are an empty person and all you have is rage and at the end he's 100% right oh yep he's 100% right and then he's gone no more rumple we also get another one of his mock shocked faces it wasn't as good as the first one but it was good that one is the premier like that's the top one it's great yeah (gasps) how dare you oh I also really like when Tinkerbell and Regina are talking at the pub or wherever they are having a drink uh, like outdoor the in the past yeah yeah and we get that like she had my fiance killed conversation but also regina says that her name is snow white <laughs> tinkerbell says even i think that's a bit precious and my name is tinkerbell that was great <laughs> that was interesting because i've always said like it would be nice to see regina with friends like we never really get that we don't see that with her and Catherine because she's just manipulating her or maleficent we know they're friends but they never bond this is like the first time we get to see like regina with like a friend uh-huh and it's kind of funny that like tinker's response to snow white Tinker, that's so weird it's tink or tinkerbell sir <laughs> It's just like when I want to call Snow White Mary instead yes. of Mary Margaret. <laughs> you can call her Tink if you want. Tink? <laughs> tink sounds like a insult. Anyway, so <laughs> Tink. Uh, it just does. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, no, but like Tink seems to kind of be a little disgusted at Snow White's over-the-top name. Like, I feel like she would have made the same comment, like, oh, you're just going to save the world with unicorns and rainbow smiles? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was kind of like, I would have loved to see more of this. Well, and... Um... She doesn't speak, but Tinkerbell in Peter Pan is very sassy. She's is she? Sassy, yes. Really? <laughs> Without speaking, huh? Yeah. Uh, now, I've always, I think I've asked you this before. Does Tinkerbell have a thing for Peter Pan? Yeah, I kind of, which is weird. Because isn't Tink an adult? I mean, I don't know. She's <laughs> a pixie. <laughs> well, in this show, I can definitely tell Tink is an adult. Yeah, she's an adult, for sure. And then we get Blue. Blue is the reason that everything is fucked. Blue is the villain of this story. Wait, I gotta find what I wrote because I'm pretty sure I wrote something very similar. (laughs) Blue is arguably the true villain of this story as she's consistently awful at her job. (laughs) Is literally what I wrote. It's not even 
just, like, obviously she was such a fucking jerk in this episode, but Tinkerbell make a, made a very reasonable argument about, like, hey, the evil queen is, like, or, sorry, not the evil queen. Regina is really sad. And, like, we should give everyone a second chance. Like, that's our job. And Blue's like, no, she's terrible. Her mom stole all those hearts. And You get punished for the sins of your mother? And, 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 her te- and her teacher is Rumpelstiltskin, and he's terrible. And I'm like, well, well, maybe if you make her happy, like, she won't be terrible. Maybe had you not given Rumpel's son a portal to the world, he wouldn't be so <laughs> terrible. Top, top. Honestly, she's the villain of this whole... All in the, I know you hate this word, but Blue is a self-righteous bitch. Uh, she's definitely self-righteous. She's so self-righteous, <laughs> exclamation point. Like, the worst. <laughs> I, she, she also just like gives up on people. I mean, she not nothing about her as a hero at all. But she's she's terrible. She what's the one in Dreaming? We hate that episode. But she's mean to her. Uh, Astrid's. Uh, I can't remember. I remember her uh, fair name, but then Nova. Then, Nova. And we found her annoying, but like you didn't have to be this awful. And then she's terrible to Tink. It's like, are you good to? Anyone? She's a bad teacher. Why is she in charge of teaching the fairies how to do stuff? And she's a bad nun. Like remember, she was like, "Well, you messed this up." It's like, "Well, why don't you get off your ass and do something?" Or why aren't you approving this? Like, how did you let? Or her why don't you actually things? train them? Or do something? But remember, hey, at least she tries to throw that fireball at Regina that one time. And, and I understand. I, I understand, like being upset that Tink stole pixie dust. Sure, like, it's very valuable, uh-huh. and like. Maybe she should be punished for that. Not by, like, losing her wings. Yeah, like, Like, on. maybe she should have to clean something. Or you're grounded. <laughs> or, like, look at the consequences of your actions. Or, I don't know. Teach her something. Yeah. <laughs> but you've you've done the worst thing of all. You've, I've, I don't believe in you. I'm like, bitch, I don't care about you that much. Like, you are not the god of the world where we need your approval. Yeah, I, I think they were, because, like, I, I believe in fairies. Like, fairies only exist because we believe in them. Yeah. And, but, like, I, I'm like, why? Yeah. Who who made Blue the arbiter of belief? I don't believe in Blue. She's not even the heart of the, she doesn't have the heart of the truest believer. The actress does a great job of making me hate this character. I still contend she is a villain in this show. I, uh, she is the Jar Jar Binks theory that he's a Sith. <laughs> yes. Uh, she, if she was honestly like the big bad behind all of it, I'd be like, that was a great twist. <laughs> great yeah. twist. I think that would be awesome. Um, also, Tinker's costume doesn't look like shit. I actually, I wrote top costume, not her, not the fairy one, but when she's in Neverland, I actually think they did a really cool job. It's the same costume. It's 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 not. Um, it's the same cut. Yeah. But it's like more rugged and well, it's, like, it's beaten up and it's darker. Yeah, but um, I think it's the same one that's just been like worn down all yeah. the time. It's not sparkly. But like when blue shows up, you're like, oh god, that costume that Cora was making fun of is so awful. So ugly. Why do they make? Why? Nope. Yeah. Anything else before we jump to Neverland? Um, I do like the piece when Tinkerbell is like, I can't believe you screwed me. She doesn't use those terms, I'm paraphrasing. And my first thought was, well, Jefferson can. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yep, he surely can. The, the amount of, and it's funny because you hadn't seen that from that Regina yet. And it's like, well, don't worry. There's a long list of people who will be in line about, like, I can't believe you did this to us. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm good. Gotta hate Blue. Yeah, I know, me too. All right, we have one million storylines in Neverland. Yeah. Um, shall we start with Henry? That one's the shortest. Sure. I really like when Pan throws in the apple, and he's like, I don't like apples. <laughs> <laughs> Pan's like, who doesn't like apples? And Henry says, it's a family thing. I mean, 
Nice callback to what happened in yeah. season one. Really smart. I, Pan's interactions with the characters has been pretty fantastic. Oh yeah, I he's also just so nonchalant about everything. When they're when Henry's like, don't the don't the Lost Boys like hurt themselves? Just like doing whatever they want. And then Pan says, at one point I had four boys with missing fingers. They didn't mind. Cost of the game. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. And he just has a smirk on his face too. He's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's the cost of doing business. It's pretty funny. It's the cost of uh, endless imagination. Yeah, uh, there, there's just something about Pan that's so fun, that's so sinister, though. Like, that's he's what makes so him... so sinister. It's that, like, he just seems to have no care in the world. Well, and he's, like, really manipulative. Uh-huh. Like, how afraid of Pan Captain Hook is, is it's like... I mean, I know Captain Hook isn't always the most... I don't know. Sometimes he's pretty astute. Sometimes he comes up with good plans. And, the like, he's afraid he, of this teenage boy. <laughs> he's more afraid of Pan, and Neil is afraid of Pan. And both of them intimately know the Dark One. Yeah. And the level of fear that they show towards Pan, they're like... And even the Dark One goes, this is the worst person we're going to face. Yeah. Like that... They've done an excellent job of showing me, like, this man is not to be trifled with. And then it's a little boy! And you're like, I don't get it. And then you watch the episode, you're like, I get it. Well, and Pan is... He's just trying to manipulate Henry. He's trying to make him feel like one of the boys. And T- Tinkerbell sort of introduces this. We, we've kind of, it's been alluded to before, but Tinkerbell introduces this idea that, like, it might be too late to get Henry He might back. not want to leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Henry, is awesome. I know. Henry shoots Pan. Like, right in the chest. Like, he would have died if that had been a person. I say this all the time. At some point, you need people who are willing to pull the trigger. <laughs> and you're like, do we need to? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mary Margaret isn't willing to do that. Emma, we've already known, is not willing to do that. 11-year-old Henry pulled the fucking trigger and didn't hesitate. He was like, screw it. I mean, it's like the whole thing you ever seen like a mob movie where they give you the empty gun to see if you're loyal or not. Yeah. Pan didn't give him an empty gun. He's like, I'll just... And he catches it and he's not even like mad at him. He's just like, isn't it exhilarating? And you're like... <laughs> Felix could have died in this, like, William Tell Apple situation that they've set up, and they would have just been like, all right. Uh, well, I mean, he knew what Henry was going to do. Sure, but, like, it seemed like they play this game a lot. Game. <laughs> I mean, also, you've never been a young boy, but I could tell you when you're young, you feel like you're invincible, so you do things you just shouldn't do. Like, it is a common trait from young boys. We, the amount of things that I remember doing as a young boy, we didn't play that. But I mean, rock fights or shooting bows and arrows or playing. I'm sorry, a rock fight? You just throw rocks at each other? That's actually a story my mother told me where they would line up and throw rocks at each other. I didn't even play that game. Well, like stoning? They're like stoning each other? For fun. Oh my God. For fun. I mean, I used to car surf, so I can't talk that much. Oh but, my God. That's... But that's. that. I mean, but like, it's a perfect example of like both the innocence and stupidity of youth. Like, they're just reckless boys with no parents to tell them, knock that shit off. So, yeah. It's pretty good. That's true. Um, and Pan is trying to, to manipulate Henry into. Believing he's the heart of the truest believer. I don't think he's manipulating him. I think he's telling him the truth there. Right. But the, like, you must save all magic everywhere, which is so funny because not that long ago, Henry literally tried to blow it up. Yeah. It's funny that it's Henry's responsibility to say the thing that he kind of detests. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, you have to save all magic. And I feel like Henry would be like, no. No, thank you. I want this all gone. Um, also, the scroll. He yeah. gives Henry the scroll. Henry goes, I don't believe you. Which is an interesting statement yeah. to get from the heart of the truest believer. But I think Pan realized that was a bluff. Because he just walks away and then at some point Henry picks it up. 
Yeah. So it was like, and I think honestly, partially he knows that eleven-year-old boys, his curiosity is going to get the better of him. Totally. Um, David's not having a good time. <laughs> uh, real quick before we leave. Sure. I'm not, I, I never thought I would say this. I'm glad Henry's back in the forefront. And I used to really not like him, but like him in season two being kind of just comedic relief and not being used was not good. Whereas him kind of having his own story has actually been quite helpful in season three. I, I agree. Although I feel like the, the uh, part of the problem, it's not just the multiple locations. Like Henry's storyline here feels like it's a separate location. Yeah. And it, I, I, I wish that it wasn't so interspersed. Um, like it was like this episode, we yep. focus on this and yep. then this. Well, like, it, thank God. I mean... I never want to say that I don't want Rumple in this episode, but thank God we weren't also following Rumple around in the forest. Couldn't have done it, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, David. Yeah, David's having a rough a rough go of it. David has not been himself in Neverland. Like, even on the boat, he was acting like a dumbass. They still don't have anything to do. And he, he like, doesn't want to tell Snow. And Hook is like, you, you, you have to tell someone. Like, you're going to die. He seems completely resigned to his fate. And he also said, like, I saw what happened. I was like, well, so did Mary Margaret. But he, and she asked him about it, and he just said it's it just it was just my jacket. Yeah, but I know. But <laughs> I, I'm sorry if my wife said that to me. And my first thing is like, prove it. I want to make sure that that didn't actually hit you. And she would say the same thing to me, like, you're lying. Like, and she knows when David is lying. Like, she can always tell. And she just said, okay, and walks away. And I'm like, really? I know. And even Emma's terrible lie detector would have seen through that. Well, and even at the beginning, um, David is like starting to get fatigued from this injury. Yeah. And uh, he, like, wants to take a break, and she kind of, like, makes fun of him for it. So she can tell that something is wrong. Oh, no, she's just making a joke, like, you let yourself go? Well, right, but, like, yeah. she could tell that he needed to take a break. <laughs> I think he phrased it, though, like, do you need to take a yeah. break? Yeah. Um, and I don't think she... I think she... Sorry, you're going to hate this. It's an easy way to trick women by just saying that, like, I think you're too weak to do something because then the focus becomes don't assume I'm weak as opposed to realizing that I'm lying. Like, well, it clearly didn't work because her response was literally, oh, so you need a break? But that's what he wanted. He <laughs> oh. wanted he wanted her to think that he's just trying to hide that he's tired as I opposed see. to that there's he's something wrong He's trying to hide something him. else. Exactly. You, it's like a fake deception so that you reveal what I was actually lying about. Yeah, I Snow and Charming still don't have enough to do. They here. shouldn't be here. I, I've been saying that from yeah. episode one. I don't like them here. Just leave them in Storybrooke. Um, and the Pixie uh, Dust was an odd movie. I know. Too. He thought that that would work for some reason. I, I don't know. Nuclear Fairy Dust maybe would work. I Which was know. kind of a weird name that he would know. Nuclear. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I mean, he has, he has cursed memories. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, Did you put the entire history of the world in their cursed memories? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they don't know everything that has ever happened yeah. in the world, but like a normal human, they like know the general flow of history. All right. Um, yeah, and then Snow and Charming have that conversation where she says, like, you're basically she says, like, you're the only home that I need. Like wherever you are, I feel at home, and it's like, oh god. And I even, I mean, sometimes. Obviously, the show makes me cry all the time. 
but I had a really hard time. I like this. I feel like they wanted us to be sad about this, but I was like, well, obviously they're going to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> the stakes, this is fake stakes raising. Yeah. In no situation do I buy that he's going to die. There are like other characters. Like, honestly, if this were Hook, I would buy that you might kill Hook. Yeah. Because he hasn't been like an established main character. So like you'd be concerned that he was going to die. There's no chance in hell I buy it. You're killing Prince Charming. Yeah. No Maybe way. in the later seasons I could buy it, but even then I'd be like, you're not killing these two. No. Not after everything they've been through. It's not going to be the little boy's arrow that takes him out. Definitely not. So, yeah. I They don't have anything to do. They're not really all that interesting. Like, I get why Mary Margaret... I'm, I know you love that, like, uh, scene with her and Emma in the last episode. I really would prefer they just both go away. We also got a really... That brief conversation between Emma and Snow when they go up into... Tinkerbell's treehouse and Emma comments how she's like this place reminds me of something and then she's like oh my first apartment is that what she said yeah and then um and then Snow says like yeah this reminds me of a like when I had a place like this once too and Emma seems really surprised by that and I'm like Emma have you not read the fucking storybook like it's in the goddamn storybook I don't think she has well she should I also think that in her mind Snow White was just a little princess who had a perfect yeah. little life because she seems shocked by it. She's like, what do you mean? You do not like a... Because she says, like, I didn't always have a canopy bed in a palace. Yeah. And her, she's like, what? And I'm like... Read, read the fucking book. Also, your, your mom was cursed. You kind of know that her life hasn't been perfect. Like, even her yeah. loft is kind of empty, if you think about it. Yeah. She lives by herself for 28 years. Totally. I don't know. It was odd. It was a strange, like, revelation that, like, are you just dumb? Uh, we also get, between Regina and Emma, some good conversation... Regina is continuing to be uh, frustrated with the approach that everyone is using. I don't necessarily think that they're wrong to be like, no, you can't just poof into his camp. But why can't they just like poof closer? Like, I understand that they can't just like poof into the middle of the camp. I feel like he would have protections against that. But they could poof like a mile out half a mile out well and also the reason they're worried that like he might have traps if they use magic you know what else they might have traps on walking around the fucking yeah forest. exactly like it's a lot of e- traps it's like a lot easier to set up traps than someone walking than it is poofing yeah so okay yeah he might have traps but like you said poof closer poof in the air real quick to see like where the can i mean it's just Although, I think the idea to talk to Tinkerbell is a good one, and the only reason Regina doesn't want to do yes. that is because she has a history with Tinkerbell. I'm of the belief that it's not that they didn't want to use magic. They just don't want Regina to do it. Mm. They don't trust her, which is what she's... Fr- and she realizes that. Like, this has nothing to do with what is being said. It's who is saying it. Mm. They're just like, no, we're not going to trust your idea. Because she even says, like, oh, but you're okay with the idea because your boyfriend said it. Like, had she said go talk to Tinkerbell, they wouldn't have trusted it. Because yeah, even David, remember when uh, Hook says, don't go through here, and he's like, I'm not trusting the pirate. Yeah. But it was right. Yeah, it was the right thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Regina tries a go at, well, what if both of us use magic? Like, it might be enough to take Pan. Um, which I is maybe not... I mean, Rumpelstiltskin had told them that this is the worst enemy they will ever face. And if Rumpelstiltskin says that, I'm not sure Regina and Emma can handle it on their own. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, Emma was able to block Cora. That's I mean, true. Cora's not exactly a weakling. <laughs> but I do love that we, we, we get this a lot in this show. It reminds me of that conversation between David and uh, Gold when they're looking for Belle and they like <laughs> they oh, go into yeah. a shop and David comes out and he's like, did you turn a butcher's son into a pig? And Rumpel's like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's go find the next person and see how you screwed him over. <laughs> Uh, but Emma says, what did you do to her? <laughs> and uh, 
Regina even tries to come back with, why would you assume I did something? And Emma just like looks, looks at, at her. And then Regina finally comes to it and she says, like, she says like, well, you know, what I always do. Yeah. I fucked her over. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's starting to see a pattern though, which I think is growth. Took her. Took her a little bit. I also really like that when they talk about Operation Henry. I thought that was kind of sweet. Yeah. I thought that, I mean, and I also liked that he would have had a better name. I was like, he would never call it something no. so basic. Yeah. He would not. Operation Heart of the Truest Believer, maybe, but definitely not going to just be Henry. And also, he'd have a cool nickname for himself, let's yeah. be honest. Um, before we talk about Regina and Tinkerbell's uh, confrontation yeah. here, uh, it seems like Hook and Tink have a vibe. They have a vibe. Okay, the energy that you see, th- that was energy. <laughs> not what you think the Queen and Rumple have, but like, there was an energy, is that right there? Because the way they talk about each other, I'm just like, oh, y'all made tacos. They did make tacos. 100%. Which, which is funny, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, that would have been a fun couple to see. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm going to get to this many, many later, but like, I much would have rather Hook and Tinker than what they're going for now. They seem much more interesting. Hook and Tink would be funny. Especially because yeah. they're both Peter Pan characters. Well, um, as, as I said while we were watching, I mean, Hook is 200 years old. Mm-hmm. He's been, he was, he must have been in Everland for a real long time. And Tinkerbell is the only adult female, only female, maybe? Only female, because they're all lost boys. Yeah. And also, Wendy, I guess. I don't know if she's there. Well, but she was at one point. Yeah. And there's also no adult men there. Yeah, that's true. So, souls passing in the night, I guess. I guess. But it was kind of funny the way that they, and like he, he's not like flirting with her, but he definitely alludes to something and you're kind of like, huh. And she kind of gives him a look. Kind of like people who, like, go, like, it reminded me of Whale and Snow. Like, the way that they interact after yeah. they made tacos yeah. that one night. Where it's kind of like, huh, how are you? You never called. I left Neverland. <laughs> like, that actually would have been a funny interaction. It's like, true. and where did you go? Literally off this damn island. Yep. Anything else before we talk about Regina and Tinkerbell? No. No, I'm good. Um, so, in their conversation... Coming back to that was being happy such a terrible fate. Uh, and Regina saying, that anger was all I had. What would I be without it? And Tinkerbell says, happy. And Regina responds with, weak. Well, that's from her mother. Yep. And she's just, she just still can't let go. But at the end of the conversation, she does finally get to pick hope over anger. It's interesting that she said it, the way she said it implied she still believed it as opposed to like, I simply was wrong. Which she does later say, but at the time when she initially said it, she's like, I would have been weak. And it's like, no, you would have been happy, which is what you were going for. Like, you were miserable. And you're angry. You know, that's the other thing. She was like, I need to hold my anger. It's like, but you've been holding this anger for an, a year and it hasn't brought you any happiness. You've just been more miserable. I, I think it's just, it. it's hard to unwire, like, to rewire that training of, like, love is weakness. <laughs> <laughs> you you want power, go for it. But it's hard to hate your mother, too. Yep, it is hard to hate your mother. All of her training is uh, very strange because it's like, you're supposed to love your mother, but you really hate your mother. But you're supposed to want happiness, but you really want anger. And it's like, mm, these things just don't work for you. I love that look on her face when Tinkerbell asks her if she loves her son. And she just is like, a, like the beautiful smile, like... She loves uh, yeah. Henry so much. Which, it's funny how far she's come from when we were like, does she love Henry too? Oh no, she really loves yeah. Henry. I think that's one of the best moves I've ever seen someone pull when she pulls out her heart. And basically yeah. says, do it. 
and then shows her the like consequences of that action, which I think is a very important move because it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to go, I spent a lifetime making this choice. This is what it brought me. So go right ahead and kill me. You'll be next. Like, this will be you in 15 yeah. years. Well, and I think she also, having just sort of gone through this on the other side with Snow White, mm-hmm. it, like, she knows that Tinkerbell was once a fairy that cared about helping people, and she doesn't want that for herself. Also, it's very... This is the first time we've seen Regina's heart. Yeah, it's dark. It's dark. It's shit. quite black, is what I wrote. Like, it's not completely black. No, there's a lot of... Uh, like it actually lo- visually it looks really cool yeah it does because it's very black and very red so you get like a very nice uh-huh. visual but you're like what like you know when we saw Snow's Heart it was basically red and there was like some black speckles yeah this thing is like half cherry half charcoal I know it makes me wonder what the fuck Rumpel's heart looks like have you never seen charcoal <laughs> <laughs> that charcoal yeah. charcoal uh, yeah um, no I, I think the conversation it was not so much that it was just a bluff but it was that she knew that Tinker doesn't want to go down that path. Even if you are bitter and jaded, that wasn't... Like, Regina's true nature may have been to be surrounded by darkness, like mm-hmm. Rumpel said. But that wasn't really Tinker. So, even falling at hard times, that just wasn't the call Tinker was going to make. Yeah. Because she tries to, like, like you don't think I would crush Dash? And she's like, go right ahead. But this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and, and then they convince... Um... So she says she's going to let Regina go, but she's not going to help. Mm-hmm. And then she bumps into the rest of the heroes. <laughs> and then the idiots. And they almost immediately convince her to help with the don't you want a home line. What? I just... Who the hell are you? A pissed off mother. Oh, yeah. That was a terrible line. They keep trying to give her these, like, punch lines. And I'm just like, stop. You don't... <laughs> like... There are many characters who could have done that, and she's not the one who can do yeah. it. It's just bad. I did think it was sweet when um, Tinkerbell said she doesn't have magic because no one believes in her, and Snow said, I believe in you. Yeah, and that's very <laughs> Snow White. Yeah. It, it fit. Like, even though it's cheesy, you're like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so now they all have a plan to bust into Pan's camp somehow. I'm wondering, does anyone not consider that Tinkerbell might be working with Pan? I think that, I mean, maybe, but I think that Hook knows her and knows that she's not. Because he slept with her? Probably. But also because he knows, like, Pan is a fucking demon. Sure, but, like, even um, Emma says, like, every child knows Tinkerbell. And Tinkerbell is with Peter Pan. Yeah. So, like, if I were her, my thought would be, are we sure she's not helping Pan? Yeah, but also every child knows that Peter Pan is a sweet little boy that wants to be a child forever, not a murderer. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make me less convinced that Tinkerbell is then also maybe not a psychotic murderer. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. If Pan's an inversion, why isn't Tink? I do like that Tinkerbell agrees to help, but is still, she like, she's not going to kill Regina, but she's not just like, I forgive you. She's she's still really mad at Regina. Uh and then she t- she tells her, you didn't just ruin your life by not going after the man with the lion tattoo. You lo- ruined his, too. I don't actually like that line, to be honest. I think what it... I, I, I think the point of it... Like, that's not exactly true, as we yeah. learn. But I think the point of it is more... Like, it's it was selfish not to not to explore that because it, it meant that someone else didn't get their true love, too. And I think that's what should have been said. Yeah. Like, don't say you ruined his life. Say that, like, you cost him a shot at true love, yeah. too. That's a fair point. But, like, saying you ruined his life is like, no, like, 
ruined your life is what Snow and Gina have done to each yes. other. Not like she just got a freak. Because realistically, you could be someone she loved, but you're just not in the right spot. I wouldn't say you ruined their life. Yeah, it just no, that's, work. that's true. Um, so yeah, that that's was, fair. needed to be said a little bit better. Also, she like knocked Regina out with some pixie dust. It was uh, Poppy. It was Poppy's. Um, that's right. Because that's why she says. It's if, just a drug. If that's what you resorted to. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm good. I, I I like Tink. I hope we get more of her. She's an interesting character. A little bit darker. I mean, when you see her holding the dream shade arrow to Regina's neck. Very dark. You think she's going to pull the trigger. Like she Regina does not, looks a little scared, too. She definitely thinks that, like, this might be my end. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, if Snow White tried to do that, she'd be like, you don't have it in you, yeah. girl. Um, yeah, big difference. Nice to have a character with an edge. The characters have got a little edgy this episode. Henry took the shot. Uh-huh. Tink is uh, looking like she's going to take the shot. Regina pulls her heart out. Like, this was kind of a darker episode. It was. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? I have three. So do I. Uh, I'm going to go three, two, one. Neil channeling his inner charming, becoming a superhero and diving out the window. Ooh. That's just badass. That is also one of mine. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> kind of cool. It was visually. very cool. He just ran out and jumped out and just, all right, snatch you by the ankle. I'm going. Uh, how many did you have? Just the one? I have three. Okay. Who's your two? Um, when Emma and Regina talk about Operation Henry, just thought it was kind of sweet. Mm. And I like when they bond. I, so my second one is a Regina one, and it's that Regina finally understands that her own actions cost her heart. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that she was like, I did this. Not Snow did this. Not Cora did this. I did this. Not she tried to have my fiancé killed. <laughs> it's like an inversion to that. Like, <laughs> she had my fiancé killed. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, I ruined my heart. Yeah. I thought that was good growth for her. I haven't... My third one is a Regina one, too. When Regina says, pick hope over anger. Like, her saying that to Tinkerbell is also, like, it's, like, a powerful move. But she... I think she... She ha- she realized she has also chosen that for herself. You went sappy. Uh-huh. I went action. Okay. Henry. Not a weak man. Mm. He went to kill Peter Pan. Yeah, that's good. Henry being a badass is pretty cool. Not gonna lie. I like it. Most ridiculous. David not telling Snow. Oh, that's a really good one. I didn't think of that. Because it's not really a moment. It's like a persistent problem. <laughs> but I'm specifically talking about at the end where she says, all I need is you. Yeah. At that point, you as a husband should be like, I'm dying. Yeah. You can't let her think that her true happiness is good when it's like, oh yeah, I got weeks to live. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good one. My other most ridiculous is, I'm a pissed off mother. Mm, that was a bad one. Yeah. I have... Three, sort of. Oh. Um, Regina saying she had my fiancé killed. <laughs> that was awesome. I just... Like a hit. Like a I mean, hit. I don't know if it's ridiculous because it's like very fitting for who Regina is as a person, but it was... It sounds ridiculous. It's the way she phrases yeah. it. Yeah. Like, to someone who already knows the story, you'd be like, fine, but like, in Tink's mind, she's like, oh my god, she like had her she, she put out a hit on your fiancé? She like had a huntsman like go hunt him down and carve out his heart? That's oh wait, awful. that was you. <laughs> um... The stupid flowers that the fairies live in. They live in fucking flowers. That's very blue. I just hate it. And then my uh, blue. Blue is the most ridiculous moment. Blue being a fucking righteous. Say it. Bitch. Thank you. (laughs) You hesitated, but you know you want to say it. It's just so bad. She could have. She could have saved them all from the damn curse. Peter Pan is in this episode and is the main villain of the season. And I still think Blue's a worse villain than him. Yeah, it's like, really bad. Because Peter Pan at least is trying to be bad. Who's your loser? I got two. I also have two. David, 
Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that one, but I... Yep. You're dying. I think I didn't choose him because it it doesn't feel quite so dire yet, uh, but it will. <laughs> it's not so much that you were dying, though. It's that you didn't tell Snow. Yeah, that was a bad it, you, choice. This is a David Nolan cursed choice, like yeah. thinking, not thinking of the people you care about. I agree with that. Which one of yours? Uh, Mulan. That's my second. Uh, it just, it was so sad after all of that buildup, and then she didn't even get to say it. Um, Perfect example of not taking it. And maybe the Merry Men is a great place for her, and I just hate that we won't ever find out if that was true. Yeah. Um, My second loser, which I don't even know if this counts, but Blue. She's just, she's she's a loser. She's She's a bad teacher. She doesn't lose, the problem is she doesn't doesn't lose lose anything. anything. She's just awful. Yeah. She's just awful. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Who's your winner? I kind of pulled you, and I went with Regina. Um, I almost did that, but I didn't. I thought the growth that she showed... It's really good. It's finally, like, if you're going to be redeemed, this is the step you needed to take. Yeah. And her acknowledging her own actions is like a 180 from, you had my fiancé killed. Yeah. So I was like, I I mean, like, Peter Pan is having some fun, and he's screwing around, but I don't think he won anything in this yeah. episode. We didn't see anything. I almost thought about Rumple just because Regina actually came back to him, basically saying like she just embraced the darkness instead uh-huh. of happiness. But I kind of just was like, "Ah, eh, it's Regina." Yeah, that's a good one. I swear to God, if you I did that, a, No, oh. I did a you, and I oh. chose Neil. Oh, uh, Captain America jumped out of a window like a fucking badass. Uh, he figured out a plan to get back to Emma and Henry and then did it in one episode. His father spent 200 years looking for a way to leave the Enchanted Forest and find his son. And Neil got back to his son in one episode. Um, also, he convinced a stranger to let him use his toddler as bait. Convinced? He uh, strong-armed a stranger using a... Emotionally a, manipulated a, yeah, is the sure. words we should probably use there. Very Rumpelstiltskin-like. Yep, so Neil's my winner. Okay, I like that. That's a great choice. So next week we're going to watch episode four, Nasty Habits, which I cannot quite remember the plot of, um, but I'm sure we will find out. But there are some things I'm looking forward to. Uh, we now know that Regina and Robin are true love. Will they meet? Uh, is Neil going to find his family, especially Felix? Looking so creepy with Neil. Not good. And is David going to be okay? Of course he's going to be okay. But how are we going to get there? Felix creeps me, though. Felix is so creepy. Like, most of these characters don't scare me. And yet, I feel like if I ran into Felix in a back alley, I would jump. He's just creepy. Even though he's a 17-year-old boy, you're just kind of like, ooh, gives you heebie-jeebies. The next episode is actually an episode that I now remember. Rumpelstiltskin is going searching for a missing Bellfire, but it's not because he's dropped him. It's because Bellfire has taken off. So it's that episode. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, got Which it. I think is a very good, I think it's a very Rumpel-heavy episode, and I think I like it. Yeah, I liked it too. So, uh, yeah, I find that one interesting. And also, according to the synopsis, Gold decides that he's going to confront Pan. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they they haven't interacted yet. Nope. In, yeah. He's only interacted with Felix, <laughs> which was so hilarious. Yep. Yeah, and I think the last time they interacted, Rumple was crying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch season three, episode four, "Nasty Habits." We'll see you next time.